You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. The only people for me are the mad ones. The world is filled with the boring and the barely conscious. Misery loves company. But we don't have to live this way. Jessica and I are here to talk to those the system rejects, to radicals and thought criminals. The ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but push the boundaries of acceptable discourse. Those who stare reality in the face and dare it to be different. History isn't made by the timid, and fun is not had by the perpetually afraid. We are the mad ones. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Mad Ones. I'm your 100% back to normal. My brain totally works tonight, and I won't be leaving this material plane for the outer reaches of space and time. This week, host, Cam Harless. And with me, as always, is your... I'll have you know that she hit on her husband first and didn't wait around for him to say something. Hostess, Miss Jessica Green. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's true. It's true. (laughs) I did. I was very aggressive. I won't tell you what I said to him because it is not safe for work. But is it NC seventeen. It is, yeah. Um, but I was not <laughs> subtle at all. <laughs> um, so tonight we have one of our favorite guests. But before we do that, uh, we want to say a very special thank you to those who make this show possible. Um, <clears throat> so check out Zen Pro Audio, Burgett Dev Services, Lorenzotti Coffee with the promo code The Mad Ones, and Opsec Drip. Uh, I think that's all of our sponsors for today. Uh, do you know anything about Opsec Drip? Have you paid attention to them since I? I know that he resides in the same t- prison where John McAfee resides and gets his mm. news out through John McAfee's butt phone. That's, uh, that's the only true. thing I know. <laughs> well, yeah, other than that, he... <sighs> ha- 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 hacking your show's a breeze after Friday's Colonial Pipeline hack. Totally not totally me. Not totally me. not me. But it was the perfect cover for a much more important operation. The Mad One Sunday episode with Tetsui and Mean Girl Alley from Tennessee. It's gone. I got it. I took it. I'm not giving it back. As for Monica Perez, though, she's cool. Nobody messes with her. Totally not me. He's got to stop getting away with this. They got to take that butt phone away from him. This is... This is this is making me look bad at this point. <laughs> but uh, w- watch Opsec Drip. It's the best 60-second podcast you'll ever listen to, period. But joining, <laughs> we need to move on. Joining us tonight is a guest who I believe has been on this show more than any other guest. Is that is that the X-Files theme song I hear in the distance? If not, it should be. Because coming in from the West Coast tonight is the destroyer of propaganda, the bane of Bilderberg, the annihilator of the official narrative, the Batman of breaking the news you they don't want you to hear, and a very good friend of the show and someone we love, Miss Monica Perez. It is such a pleasure to be here. I have to say, I always buckle my seatbelt before <laughs> spending an evening with you guys, and this is no exception. He came out swinging. You got you right. Got you cold cocked you right coming out of the gate, Jessica. <laughs> then yes, we get the object before we even said hello to each other. That's it. But I, I love the new intro, and I was waiting because this is what we expect for with Cam. I was waiting for one of those things to slide out that I'm like. I, you can't, 
don't be saying stuff like that. Like I, I pushed the envelope ready. I don't need you blowing me up completely. You know, just some crazy, like ha ha tongue in cheek, a horrible slur or something. But every single thing that slid by I'm down with. Nice, nice. I'm, I'm glad. Every I, episode, by the way, I'm here yeah. for all of that. No, <laughs> I like, got oh. it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I know. It's oh, you gotta buckle your seatbelt. May I don't know if you, you know get other podcast aids. I'm waiting for someone in my house to bring me one right now. But <laughs> just got a podcast. A podcast. A podcast aid. aid. Exactly. Generally, Which, you, you have, have to be 21 aid. to buy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> nice glass. Yum. Thank you. Thank you. I, I like I like a nice whiskey glass. Yeah, nice whiskey. I am an aficionado of fine glasses. My father, we were really, really uh, not fancy, so he would just try to please drink his whiskey out of something that wasn't like a jelly jar, and we never had any <laughs> that matched. But he used to call it an atmosphere glass. I need a little atmosphere. Could you? Could you see if there's an atmosphere glass up there? So it wouldn't matter what <laughs> shape or size or anything, as long as it was not like a jelly jar, literally Welch's jelly jar was every <laughs> glass we had. So I bought I am... some tin cup the other day, which mm -hmm. is a Rocky Mountain American whiskey. Mm -hmm. And first off, I'm an idiot because it says cut with Rocky Mountain water on the side. And I was like, cut. where the hell am I going to get oh. Rocky Mountain water to cut this with? It's already cut with it. Oh, Yeah. But the cool thing is, this is not the lid. This is a, a cup you can drink nice. liquor out of. Oh, because it's already cut a little bit. So what's right. the alcohol by volume there, buddy? What oh, percentage? shoot. Let's look. 42% uh, alcohol by volume. Yeah, it's not, it's not cut proof. too much, right? So like, isn't right. 40, isn't 40 is like 50 the standard. alcohol, is it 50% like water, I guess, un undistilled? So yeah, okay. Rocky it's Mountain right. water? It's just Rocky Mountain water. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> the mash is water and like the grains and stuff. And that right, mash right. must be made with Rocky Mountain water. Well, and, nice. and How they, is it? they say it's 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 pretty good. Um, I, I have gotten so much more whiskey since we last <laughs> talked. Because I'm a whiskey connoisseur now. You have no idea how many bottles of whiskey. No I more screwball? I do have screwball. I just haven't drank it in a while. I haven't had you it want... yet. Okay. So screwball is weird. But let me oh. let me share with you the weird thing I just got. One sec. So while he's doing yeah, that, do tell. I was going I was going to say I am of the class of people who also drank from Welch's grape jelly yes. jars. Yes. Yes, and it was a real thing. Like I don't yes. know. They did it where the the lid would pop off instead of twist off. So you could turn it into a giant. It would have like Scooby Doo yep. on it and stuff. But my dad, <laughs> you know, he was drinking Canadian Club and occasionally he would have some Crown Royal. And he's like, I'm not drinking Crown Royal out of a Scooby-Doo glass. I mean, I will if I have to, <laughs> but it would be sometimes, better. Sometimes circumstances demand that you drink liquor out of a Scooby-Doo glass, and we don't yes. judge. Emergency. Good thing that tin cup comes with a tin cup. Right. right. The atmosphere. Um, but yeah, this is the one that I picked up the other day. Howler Head. Because I looked at it, and I thought, wow, good branding. Yeah. Pretty solid yeah. From, the, from, the, yeah. from the jump. Gotta like that. But I read it and I go, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey with natural banana flavor. And I'm like, this is going to be completely 100% a hit or an all out miss. Like there's no in between on this. Right. It yes. Sucks. Do oh, it try sucks. It. Don't try it. Ah. It's so bad. Maybe if I mixed it with the screwball to make like a. a yeah. A peanut, peanut butter, butter banana. banana. It's called the Elvis. 
maybe. But oh, that's on its a good own, one. No. Does no. it have that like Laffy Taffy fake banana flavor? Oh, I actually it's, like that. I yeah, but it's not banana. You got to admit. No, it's not banana. <laughs> that's exactly what we said. We got ice pops like that. My husband and I were both like, these, is it that really fake? It's like, tastes nothing like bananas. But so, interesting thing I've heard that I've never actually verified is that the banana flavoring that you taste in like Laffy Taffy and all of the candies is actually from an a um, extinct version of the banana that was more widespread back when oh, we made the flavor. Interesting. I don't know if that's true, but I've heard it a number of times. So It's very artificial tasting. But this is, is propaganda. Um, I feel this is propaganda. Yes, it could be. <laughs> it, it could be. Oh, oh cam-generated propaganda? Yeah, this is big Laffy Taffy at work, and I want to know how much they <laughs> no, it might. Them. No, it might be cam. It might be cam fucking with us. <laughs> Entirely possible. More like totally. that's the Occam's razor is that Cam is fucking with us. I think so. And there, but there is a there is a liqueur. Is it Galliano? That's like a banana liqueur. There's only so many like specialty liqueurs you can have, but right. Uh oh yay, thank you. <laughs> well, for thank me, you. like I podcast aid arrived. <laughs> yay. Sorry, me, it is not I'm, peanut butter. I am when it comes to whiskey. It's neat. That's yeah. what, that's all. I, that's the only way I yeah. drink it. I don't. And that's the I tin should, cup stuff. Yeah. Well, everything I drink, if I can't drink it neat, it goes in the garbage. <laughs> Does that mean with water? No. No. Neat is nothing. Nothing. Neat is nothing. Pour it in a glass. Room don't even put like three drops of distilled water because sometimes it's possible. Some of them, like a, a good old scotch, so that supposedly releases it. There's a book. I'm gonna send you a book. Well, what it does is it it forces It'll the oils to come up to the yes, top of the glass. Yes. It's like an emulsion, and it gives you a more right? yeah. um, a stronger flavor. So, ah. um, I'm gonna send you the today. book. Fuck it. I really know. like. Can whiskey. we curse? Yes. yes. <laughs> I don't curse. It is encouraged. She I don't curse, curse or swear ever. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't make blue jokes. I just use vulgarity. No, I never curse or swear. <laughs> I only use vulgarity. Right. So puzzle over that. Right. Well, in the audience. Well. Someone's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys see when there were those um, most recent spat of riots that this liquor store got raided? And if you look at what did not get taken, everything was cleared off the shelf except for all of the Chardonnay and all of the flavored Bacardi. <laughs> <laughs> the and flavored like, well, yeah. Bacardi got left behind. Oh, so like it, women it. did not commit this crime. Women didn't commit these crimes. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're a 50 year old mom um, who loves her buttery Chardonnay. Wine she mom. was not a, yeah, yeah, the Chardonnay is a mom drink for sure. I um, can't even, it's, ugh, don't like Yeah, it. I don't like it either, but um, it is the most popular wine with a very specific set of women, and they were not present at the riot. <laughs> this is this is my man. Uh, wait, sorry. Can't we read the comments? I'm just getting yeah, we, yeah, I'm such a professional. I shouldn't like have to read the. I always get annoyed at guests or like read the comments. I'm like the the comments aren't for you. Like just just keep talking. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> in case you're wondering, this vape is got a big hole in the side of it, so Ooh. it gets a lot of air. Nice. Don't worry about how, because he was worried about how yeah. long of a drag I took off my vape. What well, are it's you busted. Vaping? Um, you know, you don't have to tell flowers. me. Never mind, I got it. Flowers, but flowers <laughs> that have been liquefied, right? Herbal, no, herbal, herbal flowers. Like you, flowers. Okay, but let me just like, ask you a question about other vaping. 
Vaping is only after the thing has been turned into a liquid. Okay. In all cases, Um, I'm asking the question. I've never... I don't know. I don't know. This one, this has a chamber, a little oven in it. Yeah. And you put the flour Solids? directly. Oh. Yeah, you put the solid you know, flour directly in there. C- CBD um, flowers. Uh, I, sometimes someone gives me a gift of CBD flowers. They're quite lovely, I would, but I, I don't really smoke those. Oh, really? I would love to have those gifts. I can definitely tell gift givers to pass them on to you. I'm. I would be happy but, with this. The idea here is that it's not heating it up to the point that like a lighter or a flame would, which is around 600 degrees. This one only goes up to at its highest temperature, 425. Interesting. So you, what does that you're mean? Only re- it's um, releasing water vapor, not necessarily burning. The, like nice. it's not boiling right. the hell out of it. Is that it's what? a? It's, it's boiling. It's essentially it? boiling the hell out of the liquid. Yeah, it's there. it's. It's hot. It gets it hot so that the liquids inside of it turn to vapor, and then you is that a, a specialty pipe. item yeah. or is that so? What do you call that um, particular it's, it's, type it's a, of pipe? This brand is a Sutra Mini. Um, it is called it is called a vape. Um, I don't know if there's a distinction between this one. You don't use with oil though. It's there's a little yeah, oven inside, cool. and you just put your nice. your whatever you have, your tobacco or whatever you use exactly. flowers in there, right? And then um, I find that it's less harsh at, yeah. as compared to like burning something with a lighter because you get a little butane, you know, it's a little <clears> bit cleaner <throat> this way. I, I hope. Understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a whole new world. Who knew but I, legalized <laughs> drugs meant corporatized drugs. And I, I, I dropped, mean, but I dropped it. And so there's a big hole along oh, the side. The hole a, isn't on purpose. Okay. The hole is not on purpose. It just takes in a super lot of air. So I kind of just, you know, make do. I'm poor. What do you want? You have some tape? Yeah, but then I can't take the top off because the here, the top comes off like this. Yes. Right? And where's the hole? So the hole is on the side of the mouthpiece right here. You can't, can't you see a, it. The, the skinniest piece yeah. <laughs> of electrical tape, maybe? Um, if I tape where it's broken, it will make it difficult for me I, to Come on, Jessica. How much letter. does this thing <laughs> How much does this Look at it, Cam's fancy one. Cam is a super <laughs> fancy one. It's it's only a hundred dollars, so oh, it's a hundred dollars. Oh no, that's a lot. Yeah, no, yeah, right. So I'm waiting for the next. Come on, I'm gonna float you a twenty. Go ahead. No, (laughs) no, that's nice, Monica. Thank you. No, I, I, cool. I I have wait for the the payday to roll through, and then we'll get a new one. But I, this brand is awesome, Sutra Mini. I know they're not an official sponsor, but I swear by the Sutra Mini. You should tell them you want to sponsor their product. I will. Hopefully they don't find our podcast too uncouth. She said use it as a carb. Use the whole as a carburetor. I put my thumb against it. Nice. (laughs) Nice. So yeah, (laughs) I'm experienced. I hope your children aren't watching. (laughs) Instacart, she's figuring out carbs on the fly. Yeah. This is the Mad Ones Vice Corner. Welcome to the show. (laughs) If you want to learn how to. Sorry, but it's at night. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You know, and it's just weird because you're gonna pop, you're gonna, everyone's gonna see it when it's not night, right? Like, that's what I have. That's why I get worried when I have podcasts. (laughs) I went to a catechism class last night online. Wow! When when they saw this smuff, she froze. When they saw the smuff, yeah, I don't know what happened when they. She was about to say that she looked like a professional, and and look. Very Look professional. What Look what happened, Jessica. I know. Microphone. They were all. I, I don't know what's going on. Can you hear me? 
<laughs> now yeah. we can. You're good now. Okay. So We're back. I had this, hi. That was <laughs> God just you know. The Lord is trying to stop her. Yeah, whatever <laughs> she's doing, about to say, she's, she's taking lightly that which is divine. And uh she's gonna get in trouble for it. <laughs> At least her poop face is pleasant. Yes, she has this theory. I know the theory. Okay, I know good, the theory. Good. Totally. Good. It's a pleasant she, poop face. She looks like she really I know. enjoys I'm a good poop. <laughs> I don't know what's going on on the other end of this, but hey, it happens. Internet is wild. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I have I I think my favorite whiskey that I've bought in the last three or four weeks has been Michter's Bourbon. Really. It's very good. I've and never like, had it. If you like Irish whiskey, I do. And you have some money, like if you want to spend some money on it, I spend Red money Rest on twelve. Is so good. Twelve. Don't throw away stuff you can't drink neat. Make a nice whiskey sour. I'll tell you how to make a well, whiskey sour that's worthwhile. I say that I throw it away, but it's all in the closet. I know, all but the rest of my forty. You can bottles. bring it out of the closet. Sometimes you know every. <laughs> sometimes if you're having a barbecue, or whatever, having. You have kids to run around. You can't just like you can't give every the time you thirst like, this beer. No, no. you have to you give them saying, the, the hard stuff. Don't give the kids the whiskey sour. <laughs> you should think of the whiskey sour as a lighter <laughs> option when you have I don't know a little more responsibility. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's another one. It's oh. great. She's so adorable. You have to save that one. <laughs> There are yes, two of her in the stream now. Your internet does hate you. Let's, let's She'll be back. One. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to leave your, your you face are up funny. there. Cam, you are <laughs> a man of many talents. <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cam made that fun. We couldn't hear you for a while. You were super glitching out. Yeah. yeah. My internet went down. Are you is. on the Ethernet? Do you have a little plug-in or are you on Wi-Fi? I'm so I have a thing that plugs in over by my TV, but I'm in a room next to right. that. And usually you have it's to not go a sit problem. by your TV. That's why I'm in the guest room. It's really annoying. Like I have to go sit next to the thing and plug it directly into the router. It has to be yeah. close, yeah. And I don't usually have a problem, but today it didn't like me. But, it's very annoying. Um, like I, 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 I hate in. doing this, yeah. I, so I went to this catechism class last night and um, they saw my microphone. They were very impressed. They said, oh, what do you do? Are you on the radio? I said, oh, no, I do a little podcasting. Oh, what's your podcast about? And it's all these people who are easily between 60 and 80. <laughs> we're like, what is your podcast about? And I'm like, oh, you know, we do a little absurdity and a little politics. And they all kind of like sit back like, oh, no, what are these? And I'm a lot <laughs> younger than them. So I know what they're thinking. They're, they must be like, oh, she... One of those social justice warriors. Yes, yes, types. yes. <laughs> Some conservatives don't like libertarians. That's true. Yeah, I yeah. can't assume. And I'm really disappointed in the older generation and how they're like willing, like really, really old people are running scared against the COVID thing, willing to sell the entire country down the river to buy for them. How many more years could it possibly be? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You got to be COVID positive. And that goes right with my blood type. Be positive. <laughs> be positive. Well, and I don't know if you know this, but since you last came on the show, we we did all the rebranding stuff. I love it. But like that has been our big push is 
white pills. We, nice. We, you know, we've seen a lot of downer shit. <clears throat> I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've turned off podcasts or this, that, or the other because they go straight into COVID in the most depressing ways possible. And I'm like, no, we're mm-hmm. not going to do that. We'll talk about the depressing shit, but not. we're not going to harp on it. We're not going yeah. to spend time talking about numbers and... I can't. No, you got My mother taught me. My mother is a late night t- radio listener. She's got insomnia. She stays up all night listening to the talk shows for for like her whole life. And when I was on the radio, she said, "Jess, you got to keep it positive." I said, "Ma, you know what I talk about? I talk about the news, and you know how I hate lies. It's horrible." She's like, "If you can't keep it positive, there's no reason to listen to you." And <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, it took years for me to learn how to just keep positive. And then every once in a while, people will be mad at you because they'll say, uh, you have to make fun of you. You, you are taking it lightly mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, or you think it's fun and funny that you can like crack the code on this stuff. And I'm like, look, I have kids. I don't think it's fun or funny, but you it's, it's like it'll erode your psyche. If you go for the negative. Absolutely. I think that, well, um, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's that's the the thing is we do talk about the deeply depressing. We do talk about the things that we don't want to think about, but it's like finding the the little sliver of hope that we can use to go to the next day. The the big sliver of hope that can that can lead us on forward. And so it's a lot of times it's just personal stuff because I think that that's where you need to keep your focus is not on the macro. Because if you're focusing on the macro, if you're focusing on politics and thinking that politics is going to fix anything, you're going to be depressed. Yeah. Because it's not possible. <laughs> so that's 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 good to hear because I oh, – look, oh, we, we need another, another – Oh, Jessica. my gosh. We're gonna I'm another so Jessica. sorry. <laughs> I'm going to do the best <laughs> I can. I <laughs> They're great. I just love what you do with this, Cam. So I have a rebuttal, but I'm going to let, or an, something to add, but I want to hear what Jessica was going to say. Is he putting my poop faces up there? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, They're great. Man. Sorry, hon, you started it. It's my poop faces. I know. It's your signature. It you decided that was going to be your signature. It took me a while to figure out what he was doing. I'm like, what is that extra box? <laughs> Because I don't see it. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, so you had to figure that out. Good for you. Yeah, it dawned on me. You're right. I was like, yeah. oh, he's taking screens mm-hmm. of my poop faces. There we go. <laughs> I can be replaced by a, a stone. By yourself, yeah. <laughs> Actually, he can just leave it up there. If you lose your connection, just turn your camera off and keep talking. It's true. If it becomes a problem, I won't continue to interrupt the conversation. Please. No, just ahead. turn your camera <laughs> off and he'll put your poop face up and it'll be fine. Because <laughs> we'll get your audio. <laughs> oh, You're all great. Make a bad one and then it'll be really. Yeah. Then it'll be a problem. But right now he's he's putting the nice ones up. <laughs> I, I, I save really good ones on my phone so I can laugh at them later. <laughs> There is a mirror in my bathroom. So like I just I can't even poop. <laughs> oh god. No, I, don't, I love I don't this show. I <laughs> love this show, the, man. Uh, the lowest common denominator on the Pretty Madden quickly. tonight. Pretty yeah. Quickly. <laughs> Under 25 minutes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's what you want. 
Uh, now don't try to degrade me. I'm a very serious person. These these <laughs> these fans of ours are savages. You just yeah. ignore them. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the werewolf eyes doesn't really help elevate the the mood. Okay, Were, werewolf eyes. Mean, yeah. So my friend, I don't know his real name, so I can't just say like Matt or Kevin nice. or Bill. I have Let's to say my my friend Whippin Spoon. Um, <laughs> I asked him, I was like, so uh, Monica's going to be back on the show. Is there anything that you you would like to hear about? And he was like, I really want her to talk about the sacrificial wolves, which is why we've nice. got werewolf eyes. Because, <laughs> nice. and, and I will say, him saying that, because like, like I've told you before, I don't have time to listen to anything with my current paradigm. Um, but he said that the thing about the sacrificial wolves and talked about Weinstein, Cosby, Chauvin, etc. And I was like, this is such a great way to put it because of the narrative aspect of it. Because one of the things I harp on is people respond to story and they respond to mor moral Mor morals morality yeah and so yeah. the the concept like you could talk you could call it um hermetic what is it was mimetic theory or mimetic whatever theory. You could, david gornowski looking at you could take it into the nerd shit philosophy area but if you if you're able to talk about sacrificial wolves if you're talking being able to talk about these story elements mm -hmm. i find yeah. that much more fascinating so i'd love to talk to you about <laughs> that because i find this fascinating <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't really go that deep. Like I can't ever really go that deep because like my, my show is just the headlines every day and I just cannot dig in the way I used to. But <clears throat> I had a concept of the created person, Stacey I have Abrams, talked about this AOC. as well, AOC. Yeah. I think, uh, who's the, uh, Comey, Fidel mm -hmm. Castro. Like there are people who Obama. were- Yes, definitely. People who were identified as, as as children and cultivated, probably Trump really too, but yeah. That makes it clearer, I think, that like many are, are called, but fewer chosen. It's mm -hmm. like created there's a lot of like there's a whole stable of these created persons. And those guys fit the bill, and you can see because they have a backstory that's more sophisticated usually than their front story and that kind of thing. Right. But with the sacrificial wolf, that concept is where they will take away the rights of really unattractive people who will not otherwise come to justice. So they're willing to bend the rules so that you uh, you you let it go in this case. And and those are my right. three biggest examples: Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, Stein, whatever, and Derek Chauvin. And that what's happening to Derek Chauvin right now, everyone should be terrified of. And it's it's to totally immersed in the system. I mean, I don't even know if he's a real person or what happened to George Floyd. Yeah. Like it, that does look like a video of that happening, but I don't know what time, you know, when it happened, people weren't wearing masks or anything. I just don't know. So yeah. the whole thing seems to be serving a bigger purpose, obviously, but the Derek Chauvin thing, <clears throat> they are, they're charging him with federal civil rights violations. And in so doing, mm -hmm. ironically, they are violating his civil rights, which I don't care because I don't like him. I can't care about what happens to him. I personally don't care what happens to him. And right. that's the problem is that they, that one thing people don't realize it's, it's really a violation of double jeopardy, several of the bill of rights, because you take away 
you do. So if you went to law school, you learn in law school that there are two elements to a crime, the act, actus reus and mens rea. So you have to do something and you have to mean to do it. You're taking catechism, mm -hmm. the same okay. thing with a mortal sin. It could be a venial sin if you didn't really think about it hard enough or whatever. But for it to be a mortal sin, you have to have sufficient reflection, full consensus of the will, and it has to be a grievous offense against God. Yes. But with with the law, it has to you have to mean to do that thing. Like you didn't mean to scare a guy and you accidentally kill him. That is not the crime of murder. But if you right. meant to scare him to death and you did, that's murder. And so there's one crime and you should you're supposed to be tried for it one time by a jury of your peers. That's what it says in the Constitution. But then what they do both on local levels, but then they also do it like laterally where they will take your uh, they will they will take one thing that you did and meant to do and they'll name it a bunch of things and they'll call mm -hmm. it different crimes. They'll mm -hmm. charge you with them all and threaten to give you consecutive sentences. Right. And, and in this case, they, he was tried and released whatever, or convicted in state. And then the feds are going to pile on this other crime. There's no federal crimes besides treason, counterfeiting and piracy. So there are right. no federal crimes. The DOJ is unconstitutional. The FBI is unconstitional. Yes. Absolutely. And and they do this stuff so that now they're going to pile on these made up things on top of that. Hate and crime. even, yeah, even if none of that mattered, it would still be double jeopardy because he's being mm -hmm. tried for the exact same act and thought process in after he's already been ways. tried. And that's mm -hmm. why you have 99% plea bargains and stuff. That's why you have Tommy Chong going to jail for a crime he wasn't even accused of. He was not accused of it. His son had a bong-making thing. He was a company. He was totally entrapped. I mean, they badgered him, badgered him, badgered him. They might even have been using a law that was defunct by the time they, they whatever. But they finally got this kid to agree to make a, a massive amount of bongs. And they said they were going to go pick them up because he would not ship them across the state line. And in the end, that it was like virtually going to bankrupt the kid. He needed the money for these bongs because he just couldn't make any more until he sold them, put all his money into these bongs. Finally, they said, we're not paying you unless you put them in the mail. So he put them in the mail. They came in. They busted him. They charged him and his mom with stuff that they told Tommy Chung would, call, would send them to jail for 99 years. And they said, and they even wrote in, his, in the, some of the court filings that he was a person whose job who mocked law enforcement in film. They actually wrote that as if it was relevant. Anyway, so because they threatened him with 99 years, instead of John DeLorean, who really did some shady stuff, but he fought it on the grounds of entrapment, and he was not convicted, and he was not retried or anything, because those were the days when it was like one crime, and they put you, they, and you get a trial for it. Once mm -hmm. they piled all that stuff on and they can accuse you, they can threaten two people with 99 years for selling glass to somebody. Then they can go to Tommy Chong and say, or do you want to go to jail for a year just to suck it? And he's like, okay, what do you want me to do? And that's why yeah. people plead like 99% of the time. So Derek Chauvin's situation is awful. And why does no one care at all? Cause he's awful. Bill Cosby. I'm not going to go through the same treatment. I've done it before. Bill Cosby, the exact same thing. He, there's like five different of the Bill of Rights that he that was violated with him, not to mention state and local laws. He was denied a witness who could have said, who was going to testify that his accuser plotted audibly to 
extort him, mm. to lure him into a relationship for this purpose, all that. And but he's such a gross weirdo that you that you don't care that you know you hate what he did. But quaaludes were a party drug. It was not a roofie. It was just they yeah. made this stuff up. And you know maybe he's not a totally gross weirdo, but he was when he starts like retweeting Louis Farrakhan and stuff, saying you know whatever I don't know, like sexually inappropriate things. You don't really have a lot of sympathy for the guy and who's it's hard to even defend him. Look, I can't even defend him with a straight face. None of these guys, Harvey Weinstein. I love the Cosby one. show. I love the Cosby yeah, show. Yeah, And there's no, I mean, think of all the things we watch where the actors are sleazebags who we think are undermining everything from decency to our future. And oh, what are you going to do? You still, you still watch it. Yeah. It's all of them. <laughs> yeah. That's why they're there. That's what it's for. Well, it's like right. that. Um, Did you, I, I doubt you did, but did you watch the Falcon and the winter soldier on Disney plus? No, it's it's, it is easily like, I thought that when they did the superhero movie, captain Marvel, that that was bad, but it was easily the most clearly preachy show I've ever seen. Hmm. Like it was mm-hmm. legitimately badly written and I was so disappointed, but and you sat through the whole thing. <clears throat> I sat through the whole thing because I, I'm a nerd and I like superheroes. <laughs> yes, I, just, I do. It's like science fiction. I can take the worst science fiction. I'll watch it to the better end. I love science yeah. fiction. But uh, I think yeah. there's something. <clears throat> I think there's something to be said for <clears throat> choosing people who are specifically disgusting, like you said. Like not even just like um, do you, you know, in their the deeds, thing about but their though, their physical you, appearance is also grotesque, and so it's easy. They to skeeve be like, you. Yeah. They skeeve yeah. You. And so, do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the the description they gave of his penis and his body? Do you remember that? Yes. I did an episode about it because it was so absolutely what the fuck did did I just hear? Wasn't his conviction based on him having sex with his girlfriend? I have. I I don't remember. I think the woman went out with him for a an extended period of time. So one thing, one of the stories. I, mean, I don't not- know because I didn't really follow it very closely. But when I heard the story of the specific thing he was convicted for, I was like, "Hmm, that's that doesn't sound like a precedent we want set." Right, and he's so he is grotesque to look at. Like he totally looks yeah. disgusting, horrifying. And Rose McGowan, what a pig! She 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 told her lawyer or her agent that she was disgusted with herself because he invited her up to the room. She went and she did do whatever she did she with did him sexually. I don't know. And she was disgusted with herself and the lawyer was horrified, ran it up the flagpole, told the partners, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And that lawyer suicided <clears throat> herself, just like Anthony Bourdain who knew about some weird, you know, the Wasn't backstory Pastor of his girlfriend Bennington or something like tied to Anthony Bourdain before he died too. who the, uh, the guy from uh, Lincoln park. There was like, I've heard, I've not looked into this, so I mean, don't quote me, but there was a list of three guys, one of which I can't remember, one being Anthony Bourdain, one being, is his name Chester? I know his name's Chester. I won't go with the last name, but he was a, a the lead singer of Linkin Park, yeah. and he just happened to commit suicide around the same Kate time. Kate Spade and also. Allegedly, him and... Um, Forgot about that. What's his name? Anthony Bourdain were working on something that would have been detrimental to the Clintons, which I feel like maybe probably not that because that sounds like too much 
too easy? I think it was the Harvey Weinstein thing. Because when Anthony okay. Bourdain supposedly killed himself, I, I took it straight. I went on the air and I was like, suicide's bad. <clears throat> Here's the hotline number. <clears throat> and et cetera. It was a terrible show. I, I regret <laughs> that show. But anyway, the, so I remember saying, I don't think I said it on the air because I thought it would be rude. But I remember saying, the only thing that's going to make me think that this guy didn't kill himself is if the Harvey Weinstein thing involving his girlfriend, Asia Argento, right? Uh, that if if her story doesn't hold up. So she said all this Harvey Weinstein stuff and he defended her, Anthony Bourdain. And I thought if her story doesn't hold up in the end, I'll think they got rid of him because they knew he would blow the whistle because he was an honest guy. And and then shortly thereafter, it came out that she was a sexual harasser and she had mm -hmm. uh, had settled something. Who knows like <laughs> how they got these people to go along? Mm -hmm. And that, that's who it was. It was um, Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell and Anthony Bourdain. Allegedly, they were all involved in a documentary project about elite uh, child molest. Wow. <clears throat> that's what I've heard. All and that. I couldn't remember what it was because, you know, that feeds a little bit into the Q thing, which like I actually think is going to lead to an anti-Semitism thing. Hmm. So I think well, I, mean, like, I the, remember we talked yeah. about like early on when Q started coming up, we were talking and I was like, Q's a psyop, man. Totally. Q's a psyop. I and never believe like, anything I, that explodes. No, don't. Right. No, there's no way I ever thought that was. Well, no, but I, I had said it was a psyop. And you'd said something about how it was um, this other, you, you thought it was a government thing, but that it was for a different purpose. And I was like, oh. I think that it was, okay. it's meant yeah, to make people who were against pedophiles to look like they're crazy people. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have yeah. wondered if it was a honeypot. I'm trying to think when I remember it, when I was on the air and I had a listener who was really, Good most of the time, and then all of a sudden he started calling with forty thousand indictments and all this kind of stuff, and he was right. just useless as far as, uh, you know, giving me real insights into the news of the day. And I was like, oh, this is definitely getting people distracted from the truth, yes. right? But well, I feel yeah. like the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, Mossad, all that stuff—they're gonna like mush it in with the pedophile thing, and they're trying to make Q now look like hate hate haiti christians right and that and if they can fold the pedo thing in with mossad or something then they'll they'll have their like full-on nazi stuff yeah I, I i think i my original take was that it's a lot like the flatter thing which i think was a psyop to make all conspiracy theories look invalid yeah and i think that that and that was my take originally. that would have been ahead I of the game yeah i did not yeah. know what to make of it but at no point did i believe it because it was too custom made it was like anonymous it was just too ready to go and you see that you see the effect of that now every time you bring up um any reason you might be hesitant about getting this vaccine they say oh what do you think it's going to turn you into a 5g tower like they're loaded <laughs> and rocked and ready and it's like well no i you know i think I, it's I, might turn you into a neuter did you see <laughs> did you see what the governor of ohio tweeted out today Oh, here. Yeah, oh, I wanted no. to talk about that. I've got, yeah. I've got screenshots. Here we go. It's wild. Let me let me pull this this on up. So I'm so excited were, that you haven't seen this yet. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there were there were two tweets. So the governor of Ohio is trying to get people to take the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And apparently, so you know, with over the last year, there have been different dispensations of money to different states, people, countries, etc., with all these big spending bills. 
Ohio apparently has some saved up. And so their plan is uh, two weeks from tonight, says Governor Mike DeWine. Two weeks from tonight on May 26th, we will announce a winner of a separate drawing for adults who have received at least their first dose of the vaccine. This amount announcement will occur each Wednesday for five weeks, and the winner each Wednesday will receive $1 million. Oh, I mean, Nuremberg, anyone? <laughs> this is pretty. This is, but like, they, they didn't the leave shit? out the children. They didn't leave out the children. Let's go oh to the next Oh, my one. God. Oh, my God. That's awful. May the odds ever be in your favor. Getting our 12 to 17-year-olds vaccinated is so important that we will have a separate incentive for them. On Wednesday, May 26th, we will announce the winner of a drawing of all those 17-year-olds and under who have been vaccinated, and the winner will receive a full four-year scholarship to the state of Ohio universities. This will include oh. tuition, room, and board, and books. Okay. If it was for the kid, it would be a trip to Disneyland. That's for the parents. <laughs> well, yeah, not to mention this is twelve to seventeen. So they, the Pfizer, I know, is pushing to get from don't two care about college scholarships. They're not going to pay, right? Their parents two, do, though. Yeah, you're right from about that. Like, um, I I know that Pfizer's pushing to be able to vaccinate between two and seventeen. So if they get pushed through, I think they may have between two <clears> and um eleven. Disney World's probably going to be the next offer. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because they, they, I, I want to say, I haven't, <clears throat> I mean, I clicked through as much. I'm, I'm sure I could do a little more research, but the idea of emergency authorization is about cost benefit analysis. And since there is absolutely no, I mean, the, it's an, it's not even calculable, like kids between 12 and 17 dying of COVID yet it is calculable. The kids that would die from the vaccine. So the cost benefit analysis on its face can't work unless they're actually talking about the benefits to the community, right. which is a Nuremberg violation, right? Isn't that what the right. eu eugenicists yeah. were doing? I mean, isn't right. that what eugenics is? But when you point these things out to people, because I saw several threads on Twitter today where people were pointing out the exact thing you just said, Monica, about the Nuremberg thing. And it's as, as if those implications go completely out the window and those people say, well, in this case, we're right. doing it to save lives. And I've been trying to explain over and over and over again that those people back then also were telling their populations, right. we're doing this to save <clears throat> lives. Right. So everybody thinks that they would be, you know, in that picture where everybody's I giving know. the Zig Heil <laughs> and the one guy isn't. Everybody right. thinks they're that guy, but they're not. They're the You're other guys, for guy. sure. The I, other guys. Yeah. I used to say that when people wouldn't would argue against voting for Ron Paul. Like I'd be on the air talking to these Rush Limbaugh conservatives and I would say, you don't understand. You think you're the guy picking up the musket for the revolution, but you're not. <laughs> you're the, you're the guy fighting for England. You're a red coat, right. buddy. You're and it's the same. See, that, that's why I was always I was really disappointed about the whole Trump thing. It's because people used to argue the Constitution, uh, you know, give me big snaps when I would read from the Constitution when Obama was president. But when mm -hmm. Trump was president, I was, quote, quibbling about semantics when I read the Constitution. <laughs> that's what's so awful about, like, the team sports aspect of it is because all yes. of these people who were so eager to criticize the government while Trump was in office, they did not keep that energy coming into the Biden administration. And so they've all gone to sleep and the Biden administration can do what time. they please without it, any criticism or, or or focus pointed at them at all. This goes back to the white pill. I was going to make comments about the white pill 
idea. And it seems to me that the reason it's so hard to find the white pill, it's so easy to find the black pill, mm-hmm. is that we are so, uh, it, I think it's a feeling that you, you have no control. Yeah, yeah, no agency over your life, none whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's, it's aggravating and frustrating, but uh, you know, it's maddening because you can't do anything about it. So if you think of it and you're like, well, you can't think of the big things. You have to think of the little things. <clears throat> and if you think, yeah, you know, but this is kind of a hopeless thing in a way, like I was, or we always thought my mom was kind of hopeless for doing this, but she, she would say, oh, God is up in his heaven. It's unfolding the way it's supposed to. And I, but I'm like, well, you're not supposed to sit around and do nothing. We're not here to do nothing. But, but the idea would be that <clears throat> we're here as a test to see how, if we can stand our grounds and continue, right. you know, our own integrity, our own moral integrity, our own free will, like our own individual, very individualistic. And, yes. it, yeah. and if you, you know, the devil could just be a guy in, in a, you know, a, um, a, an elephant outfit saying, come on, I mean, donkeys are bad. <laughs> and like, yeah. that's it. Like, and you're just like, you're right. The donkeys yeah. are really bad. I guess I'm an elephant. And it's like, you know, right. That's not what you were there to put. You show up to St. Peter and you're wearing an elephant suit. And he's like, I thought you're a human being. It's like, I know, but it, I was elephant. It was either elephants right. or donkey. And I picked elephants. Like you're a human being like you failed. Well, and, right, that, right, right. and, and that's, that's my, that's a, a different way to put my take, which is agency is the white pill. Um, it's like the other day, or actually today, someone was tweeting. So I won't say who, cause I'm not trying to cause shit. But someone oh, gosh, shit, about, I was going to say, Cam, why stop now? <laughs> <laughs> but someone someone was saying something about how we can change the world. And I I ev- recent days, you can disagree with me if you'd like. But in recent days, every time I see someone talking about changing the world or changing the country or changing the nation or whatever, I'm like, did anyone give me that job? My job is to tend my garden. Anything beyond that is extra. I'm here for my family and for my friends and for anyone who wants to listen to what I might have to say. Beyond that, I don't see how that's my job. My job is to tend my garden. And what do you think would happen if everyone had your philosophy? So many beautiful gardens. The world would change. <laughs> yeah. And that, and well, that's it, it kind of ties oh into God. that old um, concept of, from Gandhi, which is be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. Or as we say at the end of the show now, be the glitch you want to see in the matrix. <laughs> but, but that's, that I think is the point because I think that black pilled people are people who are still holding on to the fiction and onto some faith in the state and in the system. Yeah. I think it's hard to find the white pills when you are not divorced from the darkness. I even see with myself, like I get frustrated like that and mm-hmm. I worry, you know, I worry that I worry. Like I literally worry about worrying. Yeah. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like that, that is like pretty black pilly. <clears throat> and, and what I know, and every once in a while, one of these things will be revealed to me. What I know is that there's stuff I don't know. I guess it's Rumsfeld thought of all this already. No, unknown unknowns. Like there's we stuff. We talked about this too. Yeah, it's the, it's the underwear from the uh, old school. Like 
I don't, it's probably something I never even thought of. Like she's, she could be wearing something that I don't never even thought of underneath that dress. <laughs> and I just, you know, I don't know what I, 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 what I haven't thought of, but like, it's probably just the, you know, the right pair of undies to change the world. And I just don't even know what that is yet. But every once in a while I get an insight that helps a lot. Yeah. So speaking of the right pair of undies, they are not a sponsor. I have reached out to them, but I'm not sure that sheath underwear is the right pair of undies for me. Should we? Sheath. Oh yeah. Is that like a male we... thong? Okay. No, it's not like it's a male thong. A what po- it is. It's got a pocket. I would show you if I have only a one pair I have. Well, it's got a okay, separate so... pocket for your guys. But is it only you're... a pocket? No. So oh, no. here's the deal. No. Okay. It's a whole pair of boxer briefs. Right. Okay. But it has a little pocket sewn on right. the inside for your, your yeah. um, jiggly. Your bits. and bits. Yeah. And then, yeah, like and then three it has pockets. It has it has one pocket, and then a hole for the the main event. Really, um, but what I've found is that it doesn't work for everyone. So for me, I like the concept. Why underwear? Why doesn't it you, work? Does it come in different sizes? Does it have like sub sizes, like large, and then like extra large slash extra large, or is it like? Well, Tiny slash really... extra large? Like, do you get to change? Do you choose the, size the of aperture the of the hole yeah. gets bigger or not? Yes. Like, does the pocket have its own sizing? <laughs> I I don't know about that because I didn't buy them you for size myself. That wrong. My friend Paul bought them for me. <laughs> Your friends buy you underwear? <laughs> Good but question, Monica. Here's it was a Christmas. Hey, gift. man, I don't judge. <laughs> I don't judge. But here's yeah. here's if, if you want the real story, there are certain aspects of me that are heavier <laughs> than than is comfortable it, i think that's the nicest I'm way sure it comes in handy that, that things, but i can see it's a burden it is it is it is a burden um <laughs> paul is in the comments saying i did not size his dick first <laughs> my bad <laughs> well you dropped okay. the ball paul <laughs> Literally, I, I once stumped <laughs> a priest in confession, and his answer was, "That's between you and your God." <laughs> I, I'm just saying, whatever it is, is, you guys there, are up there's to. There's perfect underwear out there, but for me, sheath underwear is not it. Well, you and Paul need to have that conversation. We do. And you're trying to send the underwear back. No, he can't send underwear back. back, Cam. He I'm just said he was trying back. to contact them about these are not for me. Sorry. No, I, I had tried, but before... <laughs> Why would you tell them? Before I got guarantee? the underwear, I was uh-huh. trying to get them to sponsor me, but now I'm like, I don't know if I could do this honestly. Oh, so now you have to come back and say... <laughs> <laughs> We've now entered the genital seg- segment of the Dude, podcast. it's not even the top of that hour. <laughs> How is this... Ha- can you make this... See, I told you it's got to disappear if you're going to have podcast aids. Well, it here's has the deal. To disappear. Here's the deal, though. This is all on me. It's not on you. We're not talking about anyone's body. I don't know. I'm saying own. words I don't want. You know, knowing you, you're going to cut every bad word I said, and it's going to like start don't the show him- with. Oh, <laughs> don't give them ideas, Monica. Trust me on this. Don't give him okay. ideas. He'll Do use it, them. Jessica. I am a prankster. And uh, I know it's too late. So here's the deal though. I won't prank you, but I was talking to Jessica the other Why night. 
I forget what it was. What were you talking about where someone was pranking you or something? And I told you about the story with the NyQuil. My friend sent me the picture of the chicken. Right. Well, I was talking to Jessica the other night and I was like, I am a bad, I was a bad, of course I remember the black silk. Sorry, okay. (laughs) It was so pretty. (laughs) Go ahead. Keep going. Something about NyQuil? Something about NyQuil? Yes. Okay, so if you don't remember, so my dad is no longer with us, but when when he was alive, I I was a dickhead because I always have been. I've told Jessica my story about the Necronomicon. Just to clarify, he didn't stop being a dickhead when his dad died. He just was also then a dickhead too. Yes. Continue. (laughs) Monica really wants us to see that silky black cock. She got that silky silky black cock on her phone. So people know... The audio has no idea what you're talking about. It's a chicken. (laughs) It's a picture of a chicken. But it's a picture. I got it now. It looks like I have a picture. It's a breed of chicken. It's It's called silky. Yes. And this one is black. It's large and black. And it's male. And it's a breed. How beautiful it is. He's so gorgeous. That is the He's so most gorgeous. Now let me just show you black silky cock that I've ever seen. <laughs> let so, me show you. Keep talking. I'm going to show you his uh, girlfriend. I was just going to say that J- Joshua Smith, I was talking to him the other day and he said, "I'm going to have Monica oh, yeah. on the show." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Please ask her about silky black cocks." Did you I really don't know if you have I said, "I don't know if you have the guts for this, but if you do, ask her That's, about it." Well, it's too I late. I don't think he will. Here's the deal though. I want you to go in there. And see if he asks you about it. See if he has the gumption. I'll um, see, but I'm not going to blow up his show. I've never been on a show few, before. Few men have the gumption for Silky Black Cock. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, let's just clarify this by showing you his girlfriend. Look. Look at how beautiful his girlfriend is. I know. Oh, lovely. Is well, when she- you are a large black Silky Cock, you, <laughs> you have can your pick up the litter. You can get some hot chicks. <laughs> this is all chicken humor. So, it's yeah, it's, chicken, chicken it's humor. homesteading jokes. I got this from a homesteader. <laughs> Come on. So I was what telling Jessica about one of Perverts. my pranks. I've, I've told her about my Necronomicon prank in the past. Um, Necron- I think is I may that have told measuring her dead one. people? What's a Necronomicon? No, Necronomicon the was... Book of the Dead. Yes. Oh. And I made someone believe oh, like that it was following them around the store. And <laughs> it was evil. Like it was, it's a whole That's thing. Super funny. Someone oh, prone to superstition. Okay. I'll just tell this again. Cause it's it would have telling. to be right. Those people. So are I was evil. working. I was working at a bookstore and every night we had to straighten up the books. And so um, one night, this guy, I think his name was Alex. He picked up, he was cleaning up the books, and one of the books that he had to put up was the Necronomicon. And he had seen the Evil Dead, which mentions the the Necronomicon. And so without without skipping a beat, talking to the, another guy who works with me, he was like, Oh, this is so funny. It's from the Evil Dead. And I actually had a story from a friend about this book. And so I go into, okay, I don't know if you know about this, but I had a friend and he had a copy of the Necronomicon and he, he told me the story about how he had to get rid of it and he eventually burnt it because of the evil that comes out of this book. And so he was like, what do you mean? I said, well, the Necronomicon is written by the mad Arab. And so 
this guy started reading it and doing some of the incantations in the Necronomicon. And suddenly he would see a man in a top hat in random places outside of his window behind him, etc. So he started getting freaked out. And this is a story someone's told me. Let me, what I'm telling you is something that someone told me. Okay. This part is the true, the true story or right. supposedly true story that I was told. And he said, I said, you know, and what he had to do is he ended up burning the book because he was so scared of it. And when he burnt the book, it really? burnt that's to, true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this, okay. this, that's what he's, that's what he told yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm looking and it up. He, it's totally a thing. He threw it oh. in the fire. And when it burnt down, it burnt to a page that said, do not burn this book and stopped burning. And then my friend, Zach, who also worked at the store goes, yes, I, I had the same thing happen to me, not skipping a beat because <laughs> I'm like, awesome. because he knew I was it. about to fuck with Alex. Right. Oh my gosh. You are a dangerous character, Cam. And so you raised so my he, game though. <laughs> and oh, so yeah. he took it and I said, just put the book up. It's It's fine. He was like, I don't want to touch it anymore. I don't want to touch it anymore. I'm, I can't, I can feel the evil now. I don't want to touch it anymore. And so that night I went into the system and I ordered 25 copies of the Necronomicon. <gasps> nice. And, and so when they came in, he the system didn't know of the this. store. Yeah, yeah. I was. I shouldn't have done this. Um, but I bought, I, or I ordered twenty five copies of It'll it for the store, and then or send them back, whatever. It's a prank. But so what I did was I put one out of place, or I, I brought it to the front for him to take back, and he was like, "Oh, I hate this book," and he put it back. But what he didn't know is that I had. During my <laughs> shift, I had placed them in different places throughout the store. So when he was <laughs> cleaning up the whole store, he kept running into it. And every time he'd bring one up to me, I'd be like, go put it back up. I don't know why you're doing this. And, and meanwhile, would, you would sneak the original one away? Well, no, I didn't even have to because he was so unhappy with touching it. I would just throw it into a bin that he didn't know existed and it would disappear in his mind. And so then you started taking them. them. Yeah, and then my friend Zach took the original copy the one time. Right. And so he went through the whole store and found 25 copies, and he was like, I don't know what's going on. This is evil. This is following me. And I was like, hell yes. Fuck you, Alex. Wow. <laughs> so you really messed with him. So he didn't think that there were just a lot of copies or that you were messing with him? Because he couldn't find them because he'd go oh. back. But he'd go back. He never and saw two at the same time. Right. And so the whole time, like he, he <laughs> it was so perfectly executed. I can't believe it happened. There's but, a rare opportunity for a prank like that. So, so while Cam enjoys himself about this, I remind him that he has three sons and they have yet to come of age <laughs> and he will get his. Oh my God. So it's true. You reap I, what you sow. I was talking to Jessica the other night and I told her about a prank I pulled on my dad. One night, I essentially gaslit the man. Um, before I knew what gaslighting was. Right, um, right. One night, he had accidentally taken his NyQuil, which he took every night, and put it in the fridge Ooh. and didn't think <laughs> about it. So the, <laughs> so the next morning, my dad is like not happy because someone put his NyQuil in the fridge. And he, he knew it couldn't have been him. It had to have been someone else. And so for the next five years, I would randomly take his NyQuil and put it in the fridge for him to find. And he never said anything after that point. He so must you know, have known it was you. Either I don't think he did because I think he would have been like, "Can you cut it off? Cut it out, please? Right. Could you stop?" <laughs> but no, I know that every morning that man that he, when every morning he found a Nyquil, he was like, "I'm losing my fucking mind. I'm losing my <laughs> mind. I know I didn't do this." 
I can't believe you didn't figure out my, I was raised by a big prankster and he would really pull some big pranks. And there were a few pretty funny ones, but I'll just tell you one. I, one of my brothers went to Thailand during Vietnam with the air force. So he was like a vet over there when it was like ugly and he brought some stuff back. Who knows what the fuck he brought back, but he brought a lot of things back and I don't know what was stuffed inside them or what, but there were all these like Thai artifacts in our house. And one of them was this, uh, it was, a, um, what do you call it? When you stuff animals like taxidermy, yeah, taxidermy. taxidermy of a cobra and a mongoose. Tattoo of my, oh, I love the new tattoo. My, um, if I can get it on the screen, how do you my keep it so rope? red? That's oh, that's fantastic. just my tattoo artist, man. He just, he just makes, he just puts stickers on my skin, essentially. Can he, can he touch it up if it gets sun, sun? Faded? Oh yeah, yeah. And he he guarantees them. So for the rest of my life, if you I'm know, I have a thing for rabbits. I have rabbits. I plan to eat them eventually, <laughs> and I go down rabbit holes. So yeah, <laughs> anyway. I, I love it. It was chosen by the internet, by the way. I tweeted. Really, I'm getting a tattoo. What should I get? And a girl with the the handle at Virum Liberty, she said, "Get a jackalope." And I said, "Holy shit, that's a great idea!" Yeah. So then I put up a um, poll, and I was like, "I was gonna get a wolf, but someone said jackalope. Which should I get?" And people chose the jackalope, yeah. and I was like, "Hell yeah, this is one hundred percent up my alley." So much more original and interesting than a wolf. Yeah, I like I wolves. It's very wolf mean. Would be good too. But I feel like it's just me. Yeah, you know, it like, is. It's awesome. And it's beautiful. <laughs> it has to be beautiful. You know? So I got to tell you the ending about the uh, mongoose. Yes, go ahead. Cobra. Sorry. Yes, okay. Sorry, Cobra. So the so what he did was he put in the bread drawer uh, a, a little mousetrap. And every morning he would say, hey, like I, we definitely have a mouse. Like, could you just look in the bread drawer? Don't put your fingers in it because you're going to get your fingers cut off and just see if we caught a mouse. And like... He'd do it to each one of us. There were six girls. And and everyone would look, there's no mouse, no mouse, no mouse. Like day, 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 day after day after day. And then one day puts the fucking mongoose in it. So he disconnected <laughs> the mongoose from the thing. <laughs> and each one of us, so the first one came down, would open the thing and see the mongoose and just shit or something. Uh, like it just hit the God. roof. And then they'd be in on the joke. So then they'd go sit with him in the dining room and like have coffee or whatever and wait for the next person to come down. And he'd say, <laughs> oh, Monica, would you go see if there's a mouse? And by then I was like, there's no mouse. Like at first I was like, <gasps> but by then I was like, there's no mouse. <laughs> hit the effing roof. It, that was my favorite, <laughs> my favorite of his because every one of us just lost our shit. And he couldn't have done it to old people because you would have had a heart attack because uh, mongoose is big. <laughs> I like that it's a long con too. Like you have to devote multiple oh, yeah. weeks, hours and days weeks. to this joke. Yeah. yeah, he was a great prankster like that. He had the patience. Oh, oh it's beautiful. yeah, I yeah. It. it reminds me of Stanley Stifferson from SNL, played by Christopher Walken, where he talks about his pranks and he's telling his friend about his pranks and he's like, "Oh, this guy pissed me off at work, so I waited for him. I waited for him in the parking lot, and when he came around to go to his car, I jumped out at him." I jumped out and the guy's like, yeah, you scared him. He's like, well, I, I, I pranked him to death with a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys remember um, the girl who was in The Exorcist? Years later when Reagan. she became an adult. Yeah, Reagan. Reagan. 
So she became a, the actress became an adult and she put yes. out these videos, these VHS videos of like how to do pranks, but they're not pranks at all. They're how to like basically like ruin someone's life. Like <laughs> how to God. get me like how to get lean put was on their bitter. house. She never got another role. She was bitter. terrible things. It's like it's the, the how video is so, like sugar they, in the gas tank kind of prank. It's stuff like that. So there's there is like the sugar in the gas tank is actually one of the things that she tells people to do. But it's this whole <laughs> video. Her name is Linda something. I can't remember mm. what it is. But they're Blair. supposed to be Linda, Linda Blair. Blair. Linda Blair like teaches you pranks, but they're horrible. They can like get people killed, <laughs> seriously maimed, ruin their life, like have them crash their car. Yeah, I loved it. And she's like, oh, is it this such a <laughs> funny? <crying>. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. You pause up there. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves for a minute. I'm gonna find okay. the. Uh, I'm gonna find. Cam, it's a little video. dangerous that you. Like I had, I had a, a German friend. It was weird. Like his grandparents, one was a Nazi and one was Jewish, so oh. they had to leave and go to Argentina. So like, and then so he looked like a Nazi and then he converted to Judaism. Well, I shouldn't say he looked like a Nazi, but he he looked like what you know, but a Nazi. It's a poster. tough break. You look like a Nazi, man. <laughs> he didn't look like a Nazi. He looked very. He was. Aryan. He had no pigmentation whatsoever. So like, it looked like he was swimming around on the ocean floor. Like he was just, and that was in the posters. That I actually really like the guy. Cam, check the private chat. I sent you the link. But I used to laugh and I'd be like, Germans have this crazy sense of humor. Like they laugh like hysterically when you're like, oh yeah, and like the guy in the wheelchair fell into the pool. And then they just like lose their mind at the the mean crazy stuff. And of course, as soon as I mentioned that, like he just died laughing. And they just have that. And Cam, you're reminding me of that. That so oh, like, sorry, I, not pranking somebody to death with the crowbar is like something that's funny. <laughs> it's so ludicrous. I think. Yeah, that's, it is. That's it's ludicrous. Yes, yes. That's what's. <laughs> thing i just sent you is like the full hour long vhs don't play that play the second link okay okay let's see soup can anarchist you know what i never see the c i oh. was like soup anarchist. oh that's because she likes to make soup i do like to make soup. <laughs> yeah no i know and I, and I can but i didn't see the can yeah and then i really like it now <laughs> so it's what's funny about it is it is that but also I think it was, was it the first episode or right before, like when I announced, yeah, I was with David at Dairyberry and I had said, you know, we're, we're rebranding. Jessica's coming on as the, um, the permanent co-host. And I had made some sort of joke about a soup can. And in my mind, I was making a dick joke if, but you'd have to be in my, my brain to make that yeah, connection. No, no, thank and you. And so I was, I was, I was like making a, a dick joke about soup can. And then I was like, I'm just going to call you soup can. And then it stuck. And I was like, I've got to tell her eventually that this is about a girthy dick. <laughs> Do you, are you familiar with this, Jessica? Or is this the first time you're hearing this? No, no. I, he made okay. me aware pretty quickly about it, but um, I don't mind so much. Like I'm you a embraced it as it were. Dick jokes anyway. I leaned into it. So it's not like that. Big <laughs> you you embraced the <laughs> yeah. soup can girth. <laughs> All right. I'm afraid what we're about to see. So this you hear it? No. Yeah. You can't hear it. Now I can. Turn it off. Let's do it. But first, let's begin with private investigator Ben Vickers. Mr. Vickers specializes in getting even with former friends and lovers. Mr. Vickers, could you give us an example of what could be done to a former friend or lover? 
Two examples, huh? They first came to me. <laughs> what did you have him immediately do? He wants to collect no social security benefits. <laughs> <laughs> hit him in the box, okay? Yeah, hit him while he's down. After all, my client wasn't the heavy here. He was just trying to even up the score. Ouch. What? I'd sure hate to be so they seems like they cut out the actual tips. Oh, like okay. So it's like the person. They take everything off of YouTube, but how to actually hurt people? They yeah. leave on like how to make a bomb. They leave on. Oh shit! <laughs> so you're gonna wanna. What is it? Yeah, no, want to bleep that out, bro. <laughs> they take us down all the time. I'm uh, so worried now about. Cam's devious little mind <laughs> clipping all the little things together. I, I'll be honest, I don't have the time for it. So you're safe. Oh, thank God. You're thank safe. God. Thank God. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it a deep fake anyway. So I'm gonna say I, I don't even know that fucking guy. I'm suing him. He's very clever with the tech. They uh but they they that that particular video clipped out what the actual tip was, but there is the full hour long version of Linda Blair's How to Get Revenge, and it is legit. Where like is how it? to, it's on YouTube. You can find it easily. It's the whole hour long VHS is on there, and she tells you like <laughs> they give you tips on like how to get people to get in trouble like with fraud for Social Security so they can never collect it. How to put sugar in gas tanks, like things that will legitimately get you arrested. If you do them, I, like don't do any of the things. Yeah, that I'm a little concerned do. that that's like even yeah. out there. I'm hoping that <laughs> no, it's you totally know, vengeful people are are dangerous. It's been. So, I mean, that video came out like '91 or something. Yeah, it looks so like it. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm hip and I'm on TikTok, right? Um, I <laughs> oh saw, wow, do you do that little booty thing? I don't do any booty thing. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about, Jessica? <laughs> they stick their. Oh, you must know if you're on TikTok. I this is what they do. You say TikTok to a teenage girl and they just go and uh, shake their uh, ass. Uh, it's like the craziest <laughs> thing. And Binkley's like, I think it's like some kind of basically free porn. You know, like Pedos. Yeah. Like, he doesn't look at it. It can be. It's she. It's and, a, and actually, that's what I hear even from the kids. They're just like, it gets weird. It yeah, does get weird. Yeah. That's why you hold down on the screen and you hit not interested. And then get the okay. stuff that's for, you know, not oh, okay. pedophiles. I don't know. I've never, ever looked at it. But I saw a video today of a guy saying, so with the gas shortage, here's what we can do. We can do an honesty check with people. We can make sure that they're good people and doing the right thing. So this is what you do. You buy some gas tanks. You fill them with water and sugar. You put them on the back of your car, of your truck, and you check and see if people try to take those. And if they take them, they're not honest people. <laughs> Actually, that's not the worst idea I ever heard. It's not. <laughs> I mean, that's... if you leave the, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily make what's called an attractive nuisance. But if you had it in a place where people know it's clearly yours and they took it. I mean, if everyone did that, like after they tended their gardens, they did that also, <laughs> you'd really slow down the whole like bad guy circuit. It just would go away. <laughs> they can't drive anymore. No. It's like nonviolent vigilanteism because if you weren't a damn thief in the first place, nothing would have happened to you. So, oh, exactly. She mentioned Linda Blair, and I was going to yes. actually wait until Nick Pacone comes on the show on Sunday. But 
Jessica and I and Gwen need to start ta- thinking about the um, 100 Nights of Horror challenge where we watch 100 horror movies leading up to Halloween. And so here's my question. One, you like horror movies? Just- Absolutely, you can. Wait, what's your question, Monica? I'm sorry. Uh, I, oh, wait. I want to know if I could be a part of it because I hate horror movies, but because I never watch them, I realize that there are a lot of really good movies that I've never seen and my daughter loves them. Yeah. So well, I would like to do that. Well, there are question. also a lot of bad ones that we watch. Just right. to warn oh, you. Like, oh, it's almost that was the like thing. the hardest part. <laughs> oh. yeah. But let, let me ask, are there any horror movies that you've watched that you've liked? Dude, you know what I like? I what? like those super. Du- Why you guys don't use vulgarity? Good for you. Um, <clears throat> at this <laughs> hour, we use a lot. Am of I not hearing it? Okay. I just I feel like every other word out of my times. mouth is F, as my mother would say. <laughs> every other word is F with you. What is with that? <laughs> we so, talked about the cock aperture of a pair of underwear. I think the cat's out of the bag at this point. No, the like, cock is a chicken. <laughs> All cock yeah, talk has been true. about a chicken. Those are cocks. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of cock talk. I'm sorry. Yes. Cock aperture is probably my favorite thing you've ever said, cock Jessica. Aperture, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's a good one. I'm not going to let it in my glossary, but I highly recommend you make it hashtag. I used to be a photographer. So. Nice. Oh, perfect. Perfect. That is lovely. I think you have to name this episode Cock Aperture. <laughs> I think that would be um, so I'm okay it, with that, but it has to be a picture of the chicken just to keep the it silky black hot. So uh <laughs> yeah, but let me tell you my favorite horror movies. Gad, what? Yes, go ahead. Tell me. No, you please go ahead. Because I want you I want to offer I want you to I want to offer you a slot in the hundred days. So the movie that you say will be in our list. Dude, it's such a disturbing movie. And the other movie this guy made is also insanely disturbing. Hereditary? Holy shit. Yes. Yes. And then Midsummer. Holy hell. I've seen Midsummer. I haven't seen. I could uh, take that. I could take anything. You haven't seen Hereditary? Like House on on Haunted Hill, I liked. Yeah. So the deal with the 100 Nights Challenge, I created it back in 2017, and it was originally just a Facebook group. And I wrote up a list of 100 movies to watch in the 100 days preceding to Halloween to lead up to Halloween night. Um, I never have made it to the end of the challenge, and as far as I know, no one else has either. It's actually difficult, even though it's one movie a day. It sounds like a piece of cake. It's a genuinely a challenge because some of these movies... Days? 100 days. So it starts July 23rd every year, and that's 100 days before Halloween. Wow. And then finish out the challenge on Halloween. Generally, people drop off about midway through, and then we all kind of gather up at the end for the big finale on Halloween. I have a suggestion. Okay. Yes. Is it possible that you make like a modified plan for whatever, Gen Xers, where it's, (laughs) I was going to call myself a boomer, but I'm not a boomer. I'm not owning boomer. I am a Gen Xer. I'm a mom. Um, where you can have uh, make it like a wave. So every Friday and Saturday are the ones that, and then let us be like maybe guest participants. Yeah. So let's. My, that's a good idea. Gen- generally, I try to put the good ones on the weekend because that's when people are most available and most likely to watch. And then they'll participate in the group more often. Okay. And then like the, the kind of crappy ones and anything with William Shatner in it, for example, is going to be like a a Monday night. 
I'm going to enjoy that one. Include me in that. But if you want to do like a weekend one of a guest or whatever, and you want to give me that guy, Hereditary and Midsummer, I can take it. Dude, that sounds awesome. So because October is my month. Those because. are the best horror movies I think ever made. Cause like that guy knows how to make movies. He's original. He's great. And yep. like, he just takes it to a whole new fucking level. <laughs> like, I don't horror has um, Jess, You haven't seen either of those. No, no. I, I've seen midsummer. I haven't seen heredity. Okay. Midsummer. Oh, is, is it heredity? It's not hereditary. Oh, oh you might be right. Please heredity. don't I always struggle me. with the title. It's a lot. But it's, yes, let's do that. And I think that it, that's it the is right a good, order to watch it. First yeah. you watch Midsummer, then you watch Hereditary. So Midsummer would be the Friday and Hereditary would be the Hereditary would be the Saturday. So what I do I is I make up a list of a hundred movies and the rules are super loose. Most the easiest way I think to do it is one movie a day. But if you gather them all up and watch them, binge watch them on the weekend, that's cool. However, um, you want to do it, it's fine. There hasn't been anybody who's finished the challenge yet. It is on the honor system. Wow, really? So if, if you get what have you? through, uh, I've only got to 52. I 52 got to 50, was my number. I've got to 54 wow. last year. Wow. He, he, in he a thought row? he was like, no, yeah, he yeah. Doesn't have, it's in a row, it doesn't, but it doesn't have, have to be on the date. It's, it doesn't well, have I to watched be on the multiple. Days. So I, I ended my watching before the 54th day, but I'd mm-hmm. watched multiples to kind of try to keep up. So in case I had a okay. bad night, so you bad. could just bet, get a bottle of Dexatrim and start mm-hmm. on October 1st and just yeah, you could. watch them all. <laughs> binge, yeah. Binge you watch three a day. I don't recommend that because um, you'll want to kill yourself. The only, you'll lose the, your mind. Yeah. So the the Dexatrim will not make it better. It won't, you guys don't even won't. know what Dexatrim is, right? It was over the it's counter. It's a diet right? drug, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. But it was over the counter when I was young. Well, I was not taking it. it. Made, I was too young for that. But it made you crazy, though, right? Like, it made you kind of. I don't know. Like I have five sisters. Pills. There's a lot of Dexatrim running around. Caffeine pills are fine. <laughs> they don't make you crazy. But the thing is, people think that people drop out of the challenge because they don't have the time to do it. And certainly it's probably true for a lot of people. But I think it's that you can't watch people being murdered and maimed and killed and haunted over and over and over again for more than a couple of days in a row without being like, okay, I'm done with this. So psychically, it's hard to make it end. Right. I'll tell you, for me, it wasn't the murder and maiming that took me out. It was the bad movies. Like I could not watch another <laughs> bad movie. And so like, I do want to try to see if we can elevate some, at least the weekends. Maybe you um, should give somebody a million dollars for watching the whole hundred and then you'll get people to fucking do it. I if I had a million dollars, I wouldn't even, you guys wouldn't even know me. I know, but like you would not, I mean, you wouldn't not just get a vax. Get a jab for five seconds. You would watch right. a fucking hundred horrible horror movies, which, by the way, has never been done. Right? It may be humanly impossible to do. It's the like biggest eating, challenge on the internet. You know, like like eating like a hundred eggs in a minute or something. You're like, I could do it. It's like no one can do it. Like, Nobody can is, eat like, fifty two no eggs. Or whatever um, it is, yeah. Like no right. one can do it. So I have a prize. I do have a prize. Okay. I'm not telling anybody what it is. Wow. <laughs> But it, the, it might as well some, be a million dollars. It might as well be a million dollars. It's not. It's not even close to that. But um, it's just a little prize for the person who does complete it. But um, you know, this is this is a a challenge of honor. 
So don't just, you know, if, if you fake it just to get the little prize, okay, sure, you got a free little prize, but your honor is not intact. This right. is a game of honor. So don't abuse it just to get some but stupid you, prize. You have, but you have to gin up some actual competition. And thank you for that Star Trek episode name because I love Star Trek. Cat's Paw. Cat's Paw was yeah. the one where they went back in time. Anyway, go ahead. That's, Sorry, Cam. I must say. There are only three plots in Star Trek, and one of them is going I back in time. I actually <laughs> think TOS is rather sophisticated. The first <laughs> half hour really sets a scene, character development, setting, theme, and then the plot really emerges about midway. I mean, so you're watching Star Trek, and you think it's going to be a slog, but, man, it just it has an arc. It's pretty good. So I'm, and it had I'm to. It was like silence, like time talkies or silent movies before talkies they had to have a lot more going for them because there mm -hmm. was no bells and whistles this was pretty yeah so you're a big star trek fan but you still think I'm it's only three plots don't tell me the plots otherwise i will it'll ruin it for me it's like being high and watching spongebob you don't want to do it <laughs> <laughs> well now for your I psychic health you don't no, want to no, do it no. <laughs> you still have little kids man you can't afford to take the risk don't do it so there's this okay watch Rick i don't have children I love her, Marty. Yeah, do I don't that. have children, but I went to go stay with a friend when she had her baby because she also had a toddler and she was going <clears> back to work. And I thought, I'll go help her instead of buying her a diaper genie. I'll go help her for two weeks. Nice. Right. And that involved um, me sitting and hang hanging out with her toddler. Well, toddlers watched this weird level of television that nobody knows about, but it's psychically disturbing. And there uh, is a yeah. show called Coco Melon that I've if you watch it that. while you're stoned. You will oh, attain shit. a level of psychological horror that it will take weeks <laughs> for you to like detach from. And I don't know why we show this to children. Like we're it's the ultimate black here. pill. Then you're like, oh god. <laughs> I have so like, many things to say about they, children's programming. This is what they're doing <laughs> to the people who are gonna supposed to save us. Like the people yes. who are supposed to pay our social security. <laughs> like ah. There's terrible <clears throat> like it's maybe a good horror. thing they're all gonna be sterilized. So we'll slip Co a Coco Melon episode into the 100 Nights of Horror Challenge just to really fuck with people. <laughs> oh, that is the favorite thing that you ever said for me. Like, that's even better than Cock Aperture. That is true. Coco Melon as horror movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I can, I can talk about both in the same episode. It has to be out. like the Thursday or the Sunday around the hereditary guy. Yeah. So Jessica, add Hereditary and Midsummer back to the list because you took it. Monica off? has spoken. No, well, well, here's, okay. We're just starting so the list. How could you have a hundred and not have those two? So yeah. I have a list, and it's a running list. And anything that I oh, don't watch okay. from the year previous, mm -hmm. I roll Got over it. to the next list. So I have a system, and then I try to. I, I, I get like Korean Korean horror films. Um, Sounded you like know, you said Korean oh, horror. Yeah. yeah, Korean yeah, horror. It's yeah, horror. We, Horror, the Korean Sorry. horror film. Otherwise, it sounds like horror. People like want to go to the horror house. It's like it's not a horror house. It's a horror. Um, so we do some of the the Asian stuff, which is really great because their um their ver okay. versions of horror are not based on the same oh, trope yes, of our. Yes, yes. So they're really unique. Nice. And then also um like horror movies from the '60s that you brought your date to not to watch but to make out, and there's no plot. Did you get the the Kenneth Anger stuff? The stuff where like Sharon Tate's last movie, where then she was like ritually murdered right after? No, Whoa. I'm gonna get that right now. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Sharon Tate murder movie. So, 
Pre, it was so. the last movie she did. It was like a satanic. It was, and look up Kenneth Anger stuff. But wait, wait, too many things. Let's blow my mind. <laughs> Any other cultures that have unique takes on horror? I can't imagine so, anything more horrifying than Russian, though. But the one Russian movie I watched last year was not good. Oh. There was a Russian oh series. Somebody gave me a, a series. It was really a very probably expensive and thoughtful gift, although it was so black pilly, I could not get through five, five. It was called the Decalogue. The Decalogue. It was Russian. And I think it was like basically the same, you know, it, it was reminiscent of the movie Seven, where it went through the seven cardinal sins. This oh, was mm-hmm. Deadly Sins, whatever. Um this was the Ten Commandments, and each one was mm. forty-five minutes or an hour. And it was just—it just, if you didn't know it was like a Ten Commandment thing, you wouldn't know. And it was just—and right. I wouldn't like say it raised the level of horror, but very dark drama. Do you remember what it was called? Decalogue. Decalogue. So, because that's how I get titles right there. <laughs> yeah, so, you got so them. Put that's Decalogue ten. on. And also. The list. Um, you don't have to do it just screen it but it's an idea um sharon i'm gonna put it on there (laughs) um sharon tate's last movie was valley of the dolls 1967. well valley of the dolls was about dexatrin but you know it was about uh pills so it's Ah. it's definitely not that yeah valley of the dolls was about the like glitterati taking pills to stay thin and everything the dolls dolls were the pills okay so yeah, they mixed this up. Tate's last film was The Fearless Vampire Killers. And that it was directed be. by her future husband, Roman Polanski. Oh yeah. What does it say and Kenneth then, Anger? And then it was released after her death. Okay. Kenneth Anger. Let me know. Kenneth Anger, up. Sharon Tate. I'm gonna find and it. He, so and he was related. I mean, that's what murder. it sounds like. Like a vampire. The devil and the Kenneth Anger, the inventor of celluloid, Bobby Beausoleil. Yes, these are Charles Manson. They were all part of it. Um, oh, this is a deep dive. I'm gonna have to go into this. And like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, oh, we're, no worries. You know, maybe I'm I wrong. I think we're but... gonna have more fun this year than ever before, Jessica. Yeah, the the Sharon Tate one. You'll find it. it, it I, that sounds right. I don't know of her being in any other horror movies, but it. it I'm gonna see. If we're gonna make a special episode because we're planning on doing episodes for Hundred Nights uh, independently from the podcast. I believe, yeah. right, Cam? Yeah. Yeah, we can so do that. Sharon Tate's um Sharon Tate's last movie and then all of the stuff surrounding her murder, I think would make a fascinating Hundred Nights episode. Because she was killed by the Manson family, for those of you who don't know. She it was she was she was pregnant at the time. It was a huge splashy oh, Hol- Hollywood awful. murder. Yeah, it was and it was he crazy. there was a lot of like backstory with them with the Satanism. Charles Manson, mm-hmm. all those guys. And Roman Polanski had that weird pedophile thing where he was on the run. I think he is still, I don't think, is he, did he Well, that's where, him? that's where Jelaine Maxwell hid, was the same place he was before she just really? met up in Rhode Island I, or I whatever. don't, I was thinking she's dead because we're, we haven't seen a fresh picture of her in years. You think you yeah, have, but you have not. And There's I don't know. her eye. Her messed up eye. Did you Yeah, that, that was one? after I started talking about it and that's happened before. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a super weird picture. I mean, that's just not like a picture of her in a courtroom. Like, it's just a yeah. weird, I'm not buying it. Like it might be her, yeah. but like, she's, I don't think she's in jail. I don't know. 
So I know you have a hard out in about two minutes, but I have uh, a couple yes. more questions for you before we before we wrap up. One is since we talked about white pills, um, outside of the grand scheme, I mean, you can go grand scheme or political or whatever, um, but what is, it can be personal, it can be very close to you, but what is a white pill that you would like to share with our audience that they could microdose, that they could use and think about that might help them find the the means to continue on? Okay, it's what... <clears throat> I was sitting on a plane once and I was explaining, I was reading a book. I was reading the yoga sutras by Swami Sachi Dananda, the yoga sutras of Patanjali, but it was written by Swami Sachi Dananda. And <clears throat> it was great. And the guy next to me, can I tell like a, Oh yeah, I got just yeah. a bunch of outside story. Yeah. Okay. So the guy next to me was from India and he said, I, I must disturb you. Like, I can't believe you're reading that book. Like I know, people your age in my country who don't even know about that book, which really horrified me because it's a great book. And he was telling me about how like he returned to that practice and the study and all that. And he, he said, uh, I was so fallen away. I was so fallen away. You have to understand. I was so fallen away. I was eating beef. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, and he was like, I mean, you don't understand how serious that is. I was like, okay. And now like when people do things that like really offend my morals, like extreme, like um, consumption or like extreme materialism, like real conspicuous consumption, like sometimes just grosses me out. Like it just turns mm -hmm. me off totally. And, uh, and I think I'm like, oh yeah, like you just don't even want to be around it. Ugh. So that was his story. So I sit next to him and we got to talking and I said, oh, you know, like I just, my life is hard. I had three babies in diapers and one had Down syndrome and I had to take him to some, we were moving and I had to take him in advance to like check out schools, this kid with Down syndrome. And I was in first class mm -hmm. with him and he was a nightmare, this kid, a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And the guy, some other guy in first class was just like berating me like publicly. It's like I was crying and stuff. And and I, and when I told my husband the story, he was like, a guy like that needs to have his own jet. And if he doesn't have his own jet, he can shut the fuck up. And I was like, <laughs> good point. But I wasn't yeah. thinking that. So I was telling the story to this guy. And he said to me, you must understand, the source of his agitation was within him. And I was like, oh, you're right. He's an asshole because he's miserable. Mm -hmm. And... I was like somebody in extreme need and pain. And it was very obvious. And he just was not there. And forever after that, I think whether it's when that happens to me or when I am that person, you know, I'm never like that. That is not my style. But like when I don't realize like I'm annoyed when someone didn't like clean the kitchen properly, I'm not going to like berate them, but you know, like right. I don't like it. And I'm like, okay. Right the source of my agitation is within me. And like, when I look around at all, at all this stuff, like I think, you know, it's my old kind of standby, which is either there's a God and this totally doesn't matter or there isn't a God and it really doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like then it really, then you got 80 years just partying. Definitely don't worry about anything else. Maybe you don't have any kids, but you know, if there is a God, then like we're sharing this burden. You have the kids if there, you know, like, I don't know. But the point is like, 
you have so the the source of your agitation is within you. Mm-hmm. That's good. I love that. Good. It was and so that's good. You know, fun to know. Like and it was so, a good experience to know that. Yeah. I will let you go after this, but I have two more questions. Mm-hmm. First one being, what is your favorite thing about Jessica Green? Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> I have a favorite thing. And it's that she seems to have been doing whatever she was doing for 90 minutes straight. And she is just as cheerful and clear headed and clear eyed as the moment we started. I ain't doing hardly nothing. And my hair's a mess. I'm hot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the hell? Like, whatever, you know? And, uh, and I just, I think that's, that is a white pill that's very cheerful. And I was, my mother always told me, she's like, basically, ne- this is a mother who, she was supposed like five years depressed after her fifth kid. She had nine kids all together. And oh, wow. she would say, uh, you know, if you think someone's looking at you, there's a camera around or whatever, just make sure you're smiling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and, right. you know, my entire life, I, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, somebody's looking at me. I'm like, oh. You know, and yeah. that it changes everything. It changes the source of the agitation is dissipates. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just a it's just a great philosophy. And she's just such a simple person, would never really go out of her way to tell you anything. But every once in a while she says, You're so much prettier when you smile. And you're just like, Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I am um, my philosophy is to laugh without abandon. We only have a short time on this earth. And if you can find a little bit of joy in that moment, just take it. Like there's no reason not to. That's all we can it's do. Safe. We can nine to five. We can save the world. And then the rest of the time, we got to have a good time. Yeah. That's right. And I just feel like it. I want to save the world less than I want to have a good time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're saving the world with your garden, my dear. <laughs> and if other people don't have a garden, well, that's their problem. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? They that's can right. save their world in their time. You're saving your world. Yep. That's right. So here's the corollary. What's your favorite thing about me? Oh my gosh! Can I be super superficial? You can be. It's if you say my beard, though, it's been done. No, it's not your beard. It's your new tattoo. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one! Yay, that's a good it's one. Not, it is I as superficial as a thing can be, but I love it. I I do too. I have another one planned. I don't want to know about you. Leave that for Paul. And uh, <laughs> no, I have I have a really cool tattoo plan next because I'm I'm gonna fill up this arm and uh, I'm gonna move to this arm. Nice. It's gonna be it's gonna be very much me. You know what but, I make my kids? I tell them if they're gonna get a tattoo, they have to do one thing. It's it's a rip off of Thomas Jefferson's idea for a law. You gotta do it all. Get your colored pencils. Have your tattoo guy put it on a piece of paper. Whatever. Do the whole thing exactly like it's gonna be the right size and everything. And you thumbtack it to your bathroom wall and you leave it there for a year. You put the date on it. And every day you walk past it every day, every day, every day. And if at the end of one year, that is still the tattoo you want, then you get it. And Thomas Jefferson wanted to do that with laws. This was my first tattoo. Oh, I I sat on this tattoo for two years before I got it. And you hit it under your arm. This one's two minutes. I was just like, hell yeah, let's do it, man. Well, you're experienced. <laughs> you're experienced. But this one. The anger is uh, beautiful. My, mm-hmm. my, my rattlesnake is, it is a liberty tattoo, 
but it is a Liberty tattoo insofar as you can't see it behind me. I have a Gadsden flag, but the reason I went with a, an American traditional realistic looking snake was because I didn't want blue line people to talk, talk to me like we had anything in common. I just, <laughs> you stay away. You stay away from me. That well, is not, the snake that is not my thing, jam. It has so many, if you go to any kind of like deeper mystical meaning on the snake, it's not really Satan. They say that like the Satan thing was to distract you from the power of the snake. Hmm. You yeah. might want to dig into that a little bit. Yeah. But no, my, my mom hates it because it's a snake. And yeah, but you might, fun. you might find that there's a reason that you pick the snake even like over time, it might become even richer in meaning is all I'm suggesting. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I love it because he's a great tattoo artist and can I see his face a little bit more? The snake. See if I can do that. If anyone can do it, can. Oh yeah. Your art tattoo artist is fantastic. I feel like no one should get a tattoo except for by your tattoo artist. Dude, Corey craft. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like there, the that's just, it's art. But he, so that was the thing is I told him I wanted a rattlesnake and I told him, you know, maybe make it yellow. Cause I was trying to nod to this. And then he goes, Hey, do you like it? If I use this sailor Jerry flash as an inspiration. And I was like, sailor Jerry, hell yeah, dude, do whatever you want. I don't give a shit what color it is. Do it. Sailor Jerry is the man who created essentially created American traditional tattoos. Oh, the ones wow. you saw with, right. with, with sailors and all. He has a, a liquor, a, um, a rum. And in every single bottle of rum, there's one of his original flash tattoo designs. On have you inside. had the rum? Oh, I have it all the time. Oh, it's my gosh. It's Is it great? Because it's hard to find a really good rum. Rums are so cheap. But I have a, one so, okay. more question about the tattoo. One, real quick. If you want a good rum, like Sailor Jerry's good. It's high proof. It's, it's I think it's like 90 proof. It's it's good. I don't like high if you proof, want, but okay. If you want a good rum, I tried the Parat, P-Y-R-A-T. That shit is fire. Get yourself. It is a spiced rum. So, you know, you're drinking Actually, that by Actually, I need itself. a good spiced rum. I have Kraken. It's okay. I have, uh, I so, like, uh, just as generally rum, I like Kaloa. I like Mount Gay Eclipse. Because I make drinks with rum. But, like, a lot of rum is just, just one-dimensional. I can't stand it. If you want a I'm good totally spiced rum, Parat, P-Y-R-A-T. I'm like I, looking at it, wondering when the liquor store is closed. So, <laughs> so ask me, ask me about that. No, I have to, thing. I have to repay my, uh, my wine delivery man with some <clears throat> wine companionship, but I have one more question about the snake. Go for it. Uh, is there, um, what do they say about snakes? Like yellow and black and green about poisonous, never fear. Oh, um, What's your red snake? on yellow kills a fellow red on black. You're okay. Jack. Um, this is a rattlesnake, so it's so rattlesnakes dangerous. are scary. Yeah, they're You're they're scary, and that's why that's that's the point of the Gadsden flag, which is if you oh don't tread on, on me, or I'm will... gonna fuck you up. Yeah, just with venom, not with force. Right, nice. I'll kill you. <laughs> so with that, thank you for coming back on. Thank I, you. That was so I, fun. Cheers I need on. you to know, I adore you. You're one <clears> of well, my favorite we... people to talk to. Thank you. We are certainly getting into a, uh, a groove. I feel like we're, we're elevating to a higher level, but it could be the wine. I don't know. <laughs> it could, we, uh, <laughs> we're definitely looking forward to having you on for the hundred nights challenge. Dude. We'll definitely, yes. definitely the, heredit have some 
Yeah, I mean, not everyone can handle those movies. My, my you might wife, need me. <laughs> my wife watched Hereditary, and no shit. Don't you the say night, no spoilers. I won't tell yeah. it, but no shit. The other night I was talking to her, and I was like, oh, you know, we're going to do the 100 Nights of Horror again. Yeah. And she's like, you're not going to watch Hereditary again, are you? We watched Hereditary not with 100 Nights of Horror, but probably two or three years ago. And she goes, seriously, still? It yeah. lingers with me. Yeah, I told it's somebody to watch it horrifying. once, and like that person just came back to me. was like, "What the fuck were you thinking? Why would you tell me <laughs> to watch that? Like, what the fuck?" And I was like, "Oh, I thought you guys liked horror. I didn't know." It's like, well, I, that was just no. I was like, "Oh, okay. Um, okay." We will we will discuss this and yes. also yes. Lars von Trier. Uh, I think Eye of the Devil is the Sharon Tate movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. I will write that. But. Down. With that, I will start rolling us out. So, if you want to find Miss Monica Perez, who oh, yes. is a treat, um, she's on Twitter at Monica Perez Show. Mm -hmm. Very easy to find. It's her name. Um, if you aren't listening to the propaganda report, you're dumb dumb, <laughs> and you should be, because not Nerd. only is Monica wonderful, but Brad Binkley. Holy shit, that dude! He's great, and you can find that on any of your favorite podcatchers, as well as the prop report.com. But we're so has, much more fun on your shows. Uh, well, did Brad tell you that I knew him more. that what? we used to drink to? Did Brad oh, he tell told you that? Me I knew that. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, we used to drink at the same bar. I yes. totally know him. <laughs> so funny. I know that's crazy. That's Atlanta. It's a small yep. world, man. So um, yeah, thank you. And if you like booze, Oh, Elijah Craig, you know, I have been drinking Angel's oh. Envy all night. Oh, I don't know that at all. It is a bourbon that is aged in a like porch cask. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty good. If you want to get something good that's a, according to um, Pilar is not actually done by them. It's just aged by them. Michter's. Fantastic bourbon. How do you spell that? M-I-C-H-T-E-R-S. Right. Okay. Oh, I have a few notes for the audience. Father's Day is coming. You roll out. Um, guys, please make sure to like and subscribe to the video while you're here because that bumps up us, bumps us up in the algorithm and we get all kinds of new features and fun stuff for you guys if you do that. So please do that. And um, shit, what was the other thing I was going to say? I don't remember now. Do the rest of your I, thing. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> but I was going to say also, Monica, like me, is a fan of the alcoholic arts. And I don't mean that in a bad way of alcoholic. I just mean things with alcohol in them. So if you want to join her drinking journey, she is a mixologist of her own. <laughs> and so if you go to monicamixes.com, yes. you can follow the things that she does. Oh, nice. In the enjoyment of liquor. So do that. Also, I feel like we just need to talk at some point about liquor for an entire episode. Totally fine. I love it. Yeah, like, well, we could, I don't know if we could talk about liquor the whole time, but you could come on one of the DPPs and you could we could talk I a could. little bit about it. Like people just can't just do that the whole time. It gets it's a little unstructured. I agree. I, I, I agree. But bourbon is one of the most interesting situations because of how regulated it is. And it's dumb. Ah. So that's it's, a good intro. That's an interesting okay. thing to talk about. So it's I we talk about nothing on the DPPs, though. That's the thing. With the idea well, of hey. talking about something kind of intimidating. Uh, right. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. Well, it's literally everyone if, telling you what they're drinking. 
That's if it. I come on the DPP, <laughs> I will say whatever's on the top of my trunk. That's mind. all we can do. That's all you can do. <laughs> but we don't so, do guests very often. Like that's our thing. It's like we're all just you know in our underwear in the backyard or whatever. Like one, uh, one of your followers said something now. about how uh, they watched an episode. I think with you and brad on it or something and they were like it's not as good as a dpp and i'm like because it's not a dpp my friend <laughs> well the dpp is a conversation it disappears. between friends yeah it disappears so we just get stupid it's just you're so on rockfin rockfin yeah rockfin yeah i've decided to move to there from locals right. but i can't get oh. them to answer my emails oh yeah oh help i me can out. On rockfin. absolutely 100 i would love to yeah 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 no problem help me because hey, i have an episode that the i want to put bold. on there hey I believe you. You have to join it. I I did. Okay. No, I remember no, the other I mean, thing I was going to say. They have though, to you make guys. you a creator. God. Yeah. They're, they're oh, just, oh. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Thank the you. other thing I was going to say is if any of the audience members have horror movie suggestions, please send them to me nice. at Soup Canarchist on Twitter. Oh. And, yes. Uh, I will consider putting them on my list. All right. I'm going to get I some for you. I have veto power, though. Yeah. <laughs> I have to let you know. Cam, think, Cam thinks he has veto power. I have to tell you, there were some shitty ass movies I watched last year, Jessica, and I won't watch again. <laughs> okay, I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. All so, right. with that, upcoming episodes. This Sunday, new edition, Nick Picone from, from Sounds Like Liberty Turned Into Peace Freaks. One of our best podcast friends. I'm excited for it. Following that, the partner of Miss Monica Perez, Mr. Bad, Brad, a.k.a. Jar Jar Binkley. <laughs> Bad Brad. I'm so excited to have him back. If you didn't realize, this is Friend Month. We just invited, with the exception of one person, friends <laughs> of the show. People that we, we nice. genuinely right. adore. Um, so we're going to make him, Jeremy Kaufman our friend. We so. sure as shit are. I feel like we've had a good run with that, minus one notable exception. <laughs> I think you know who you are. Um, you're not watching, though. Why would you watch? Um <laughs> Jeremy Coffin following <laughs> Mr. Brad Binkley, the founder of Odyssey and Library, who is currently being oh, cool. um, screwed by the SEC and the feds. And I think what's, that's saying. a good conversation and an important conversation to have. Followed mm -hmm. by the best man, the man who bought me this microphone, Mr. Dent oh, that's a from Zen Pro Audio is coming on. He's just a good friend and a good man. He's coming on at the end of the month. I think that's our last for May. And that then is we one into June. sexy microphone. Thank you. I, it's a sure. I know. I um, have. And then <laughs> the next month, June, I'm actually, we're moving towards episode 100, which I'm working very hard for a special 100th episode. I have not given that away yet. We'll see what happens. Um, if you want to find me, the best looking half shaved head motherfucker on Twitter, at Cam Harless. If you want to find the very thick-dicked Miss Soup Canarchist on Twitter, it's at Soup Canarchist. You're a conservative Christian podcast. <laughs> who was, it was Thaddeus Russell who called us that. Thaddeus Russell um, thought we were a Christian podcast. Wow! Are, Is that why he came on? To blow you up? No, no. Cam, just, Cam just mentioned that he was Christian while he was talking, and the guy ran with it, and he didn't realize that we're like, ran you know, hard. degenerates also. Like, so yeah, he called me a 12th century peasant and that I just do what my priest tells me to do. And I'm like, all right, buddy. 
I mean, oh. I did cocaine well, in a bathroom with the drag queen a couple emails, years ago. So but I was a little scared yeah. of him anyway, so whatever. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Better you than me so, is all I got to say. For now, we're on I mean, locals. He's a genius, but geniuses are prickly. <laughs> I loved his book. Dealing with him in person yeah. is special. Like Funny. most is. interesting Jesus, men. man. What are you yeah. going to do? Take him um, or leave him. So for the moment, we're on Locals, but hopefully with Monica's help, we'll be on Rockfin soon. And that episode right that, that OPSEC Drip pulled from our feed, you'll be able to find there behind what's called a paywall if you want to see it. If you want to see me devolve very in a very real way on video. <laughs> I'm going to send Rockfin this video, not that video. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can't because I have it. All right. Got it. I have it's hidden in the because vault. YouTube, YouTube <laughs> was like, "Hey, now you, uh, your guest talked about hitting someone in the face and paying, <laughs> getting paid to do so." So let's 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 look at that. Um, beyond that, we have T-shirts. I sent one to Monica. She hasn't gotten it yet. I know. I would have it. it I was looking forward to it. Um, and also, if you want to listen to this show, best best way to do it is either on Odyssey or on YouTube, where you can see the video, so you can see Monica's pretty face. As she talks to us, it's the best way to do it. If you want to listen, mlganetwork.com is a good way to listen to ours as well as some very good Liberty podcasts or wearethemadones.com to just listen to us. Um, if you want some good-ass Italian coffee, go to laurenzotti.coffee yes. and use the promo code THEMADONES and get 10% off your order. Awesome. If you want some software solutions, burgettdev.net. Um, if you want to listen, if you want you, if you if you want to do what I do and what Jessica does and what Monica does and sound really good, I don't do anything. Zenproaudio.com. Dent will make you happy. Yeah. And then finally, <laughs> if you're not listening to Pilar Petrie on Opsec Drip, you're a freaking nerd, and you should be listening to that. So with that, I have a stupid video to watch, and then we'll hit the outro. How does that sound, Monica? You're my favorite. In the studio <laughs> this morning, one of the gay rights activists, Mr. Should I call you Mr. Sure. Pepe Julian Onzima. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for Good morning. Me. Morning to you. Why are you gay? <laughs> he says I'm gay. You are gay. <laughs>